Hey, thanks for checking out this week's message. We hope you're blessed by the Word of God. For more information on River of Life, you can check out our website, rolmt.com, or download our app. Just search R-O-L-M-T in your app store. Thanks. Amen. Thank you, worship team. Would you give them a round of applause? We are very blessed to have a very talented worship team. I, uh, I just told Seth just two days ago that, this, that the title of my message was going to be Did You Know? And so they added that song uh, last minute. Didn't sound like it was last minute, did it? No. Good work. Appreciate you guys very much. Uh, well, I just want to welcome you. I want to thank you for being here this evening. I know that you had lots of choices uh, tonight, and so for you to make the decision to come and spend Christmas Eve with us really does mean the world to us. We're so grateful that you're here, and we're excited to get to celebrate an amazing evening together. And so I want to take just a few moments. We just heard this song, and it's, it's actually one of my favorite Christmas songs, Mary, Did You Know?, because it walks us through this whole journey of why Jesus came within just, just a few moments of singing. But I, as I was thinking about this over the last few weeks and, and preparing for this weekend, or yeah, this evening, I was thinking about, um, I wonder what Joseph knew. I wonder what the shepherds knew. And, and so I want to just spend a little bit of time looking at this story real quickly this evening. Matthew chapter 1, verse 20 says this, as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the, angels, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she, and she will have a son, and you will name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. God, right now, in the next few moments, as we look at your word, I pray, Father, that you'll speak directly to us. God, I thank you for those who are watching right now in Star Valley, Wyoming, and those who are in Alaska on the North Slope, and those who will watch this later on in Malawi, Africa, and, and Lord, those who are just watching from home tonight. And we just pray, God, that your word would speak to us right where we are. I know it's Christmas Eve, and for many of us, this is a night that is something that we just do once a year, but God, your word is so powerful that I pray that it would penetrate even the hardest of heart that sits under the sound of my voice right now in Jesus' name, amen. So I wanna take just a few moments and I wanna look at this because what did Joseph know? Here we see that the angel has appeared to Joseph and he says, hey, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife because this baby that she has, it actually is God's baby. Now, that's, that's amazing, obviously, and I'm sure that brought some level of peace to Joseph but I bet what Joseph didn't know was how hard it was still going to be. If all of a sudden the angel appears to you and says, hey, don't worry about it, it's God's baby, you probably would start thinking, okay, it's God's baby, so he's got this covered, everything's gonna be fine. Well, it's not too long after that that we know that Joseph and Mary, they, they have to go to Bethlehem where there's a census that's being taken and she is highly pregnant at this point. And so they're on their way there and they eventually arrive in the city. And I'm sure that, that Joseph must have been thinking in this moment that surely if this is God's son that is inside of my wife or my to-be wife, that there's gotta be some level of favor that comes with that. So they arrive in Bethlehem and he goes to find a room. And as we, the story unfolds, we see that he goes from place to place and there is no room. And in that moment, I have to think that Joseph is probably thinking, really? Come on, God, really? 
It's your kid. Like, I'm doing you a solid here, God. Help me out a little bit. But instead, that doesn't happen. Instead, we see that, that they go from place to place. And, and I think that Joseph is probably the kind of guy who had things mapped out in his mind. He seems like he was the kind of guy that had a plan usually. And so he arrives, and obviously things do not look the way that he thought they were going to look. And so he comes to a place where he finally has to come to his, his to-be wife and say, listen, I'm sorry, but there's no room. But they said that there's a place in the back that we can go and stay. Now, she is highly pregnant. She's ready to have this baby. And this is not ideal in any, in any way, shape, or form. And there's got to be a part of Joseph that's thinking, God, if this is really your will, why is it so hard? And I don't know where you're at tonight. But you may be in a position inside of your life where you feel like, God, if this is really your will, why has it got to be so hard? Why do things have to be difficult? Why can't you just, wouldn't it be great if we accept Jesus into our hearts and we, we believe and we're followers of his? And that just meant that every door we wanted to open, opened. Every time we went to the mall right on Christmas Eve because we forgot to buy a Christmas present, there's a parking spot right up front. Right? Like just everywhere, everything you do, there's, I saw, I saw something today and, they, and the guy said he was bored. On, it was on social media and he said, I'm bored, so I'm going to just go to the mall and find the best parking spot I can and leave my reverse lights on for a while. <laughs> it actually sounded like fun, to be honest with you. Um, but Joseph, I'm sure he didn't know how hard it was going to be. I'm sure he didn't really understand when the angel appeared to him all of the, all the, the, the weird looks he was gonna get as, as this woman that he's not even married to yet now is fully pregnant. And then he gets to Bethlehem and things just don't go the way that they should. And so as we continue to look at this story in Luke chapter two, verse eight, it says this, and there, and there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy that shall be, be to all people. For unto us, unto you, is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, and suddenly there was, an angel, there was uh, with them an angel, a, a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and, say, and saying glory to God in the highest. So as we look at this, I wonder, shepherds, did you know? And I was thinking about this because as you do a little bit of research on shepherds, you find that these are people who are at the lowest in society. These are people that actually those who were religious of the day would have said that, they, that God doesn't even see them doesn't even care about them at all. And, and as, if you know anything about this time, this, what would normally happen if, if somebody of any kind of importance had a child, they would have a, somebody who would herald the birth of their child. So in other words, they would pay somebody to go around and to announce the birth of their child, especially if it was their firstborn son, because that was known as, that was seen as a blessing from God. And so they would pay somebody, I don't know if they would pay a choir, but they would at least pay somebody to go through the streets and yell that a, a child has been born. That's pretty incredible, and yet when we see this story unfold, we see that these angels are heralding the birth of Jesus, but they're not doing it to the royalty. 
They didn't go and find the king. They didn't go and find the scribes or the most important religious people. They went to the shepherds. That's incredible as you think about it. Because the people that, that were thought of the lowest is who God said, I want the first announcement of my son to be with them. So you may sit in this room today and you may feel like, I, I, I feel like I'm lucky that when I walked into a church that lightning didn't strike me. Right? You came because somebody invited you. Maybe you're visiting family and they come to church or whatever your reason is. You drove by and thought, man, I haven't been to a church service in a while. And you sit in a place like this and you feel like, I, I, you know, I, I don't get it. I don't fully understand it. And I don't think God loves me. I don't think God cares about me. And I want you to know that, that all those years ago, he purposefully sent the herald to the shepherds. Because he wanted, no matter what station of life you find yourself tonight, he wanted you to know it's important for you to understand that this gift that is coming to the world is for everyone. It was amazing to me to think about that and to think about this firstborn son because uh, as, we, as we understand how much God loves us, that he would, he would take and give of himself in a way that is beyond us. We can't even begin to comprehend that. So God sends these angels and they make this announcement to the shepherds. And again, shepherds were the most disrespected group of people around. The job of a shepherd was as low as it could go and, and you never really even got out of that job. Once you had that job, you were usually stuck with it because that's basically was your place in life. So as we look at this, we need to understand that there's even more to the story because Joseph is the guy who has a plan and his plan is not working out. So, so we see that, that he goes and they say, you're going to be in the back. And when we, when we hear the story or when the little kids will act it out for us, it, it often will look like they're in a wood stable and there's a wood little you know, manger. And that's not probably accurate because in that day and time, wood was very hard to come by. And so most things were built with stone or they would be put into a cave. And so what probably most scholars believe is that they were in a cave that was right outside of Bethlehem. And that's where, where animals would have been kept. And that it probably was more of like a stone carved trough that Jesus was put into. Now, why is that important? Because as we look at this story, what we also need to understand is Joseph, again, has a plan, but what he didn't know is that God's plan trumped Joseph's plan, and there was a reason behind it. It wasn't because God forgot to get onto Priceline and book a hotel for them, <laughs> right? That's not what happened. God knew everything before it unfolded, and there was a purpose for it. So as we look at this story, what we need to understand is that, that they probably were in a cave-type structure. And I did a little bit of research this, this last year, and I was looking, and I actually found a rabbi online who had, was standing in Bethlehem as he was giving this teaching, and he was, he was standing at what he believes is probably the cave that Jesus could have been born in. And as he was standing there, he said, what you need to understand is the shepherds would have been in this field, in this area. And he said, the shepherds that would have been here would have been Levitical shepherds. And what that means is they were tasked with making sure to take care of any of the lambs that were born that were the first male lamb that would be sacrificed later on. So these shepherds were very well aware of what sacrifice meant. So imagine what they find when they arrive in this cave that they would normally go to to take care of a lamb that was giving birth. 
As they would go there, what they would often do is when that firstborn male lamb was born, they would take it and they would wrap it in swaddling clothes to protect it. Because guess what a little baby lamb does when it's learning to walk and it's supposed to be perfect? It runs into things. Runs into sharp edges of the cave. And so then it is no longer perfect. So their one task was to make sure that these little lambs were born and when they found them to be perfect and ready to be sa- and be the lamb that would eventually be sacrificed, they would wrap it in swaddling clothes just as Jesus was wrapped in swaddling clothes. You see, God's plan was so that we would know, so that we would understand that from the very beginning, Jesus came with a purpose. For Jesus to be born in the same place these lambs are born and to be wrapped in the same cloth that these lambs were wrapped in, it was a statement. He said, as much as he's come to serve the world for these years that he's here, his main goal is we're going to wrap him in swaddling clothes because I want everyone to know that this firstborn son came to be the ultimate sacrifice for all of mankind. And I'm sure that the shepherds didn't know that. I'm sure that Joseph didn't understand the importance of Mary taking those swaddling cloths. I'm sure that for him, he thought, this is what they wrap lambs in. Cannot the the son of God at least have some kind of a nice blanket? Couldn't somebody show up with something that would show some amount of royalty? But no, God said, no, he can't be born in an inn. He can't be born anywhere but here. And he can't be wrapped in anything but this. And it can't be anybody but the shepherds who come first. Because I want them to understand that their job has always been to provide the sacrifice. And what's sitting in this manger in front of them is the thing that will put that practice to an end. Because he has come for the, the one once and for all sacrifice for all mankind. In Luke chapter 1, starting verse 28, it says this, Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the most high will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the son of God. So we just, they just sang the song, Mary, Did You Know? And I can only imagine this teenage girl getting this visitation from an angel and being told that she's pregnant and not fully understanding. But as we look at this story, what I wanted to point out about this, because I think it's so important, is sometimes that we need to be reminded that the God of the universe sees us. He doesn't love you based on what we've accomplished. Mary, at this point, had done nothing. Mary hadn't accomplished anything, but he knew her to be obedient. 
And so as we look at this, what we need to realize is that his favor isn't based on your activity. It's based on your identity. So we have to ask tonight, did Mary know? Did Joseph know? Did the shepherds know? And of course they didn't. Of course they couldn't fully understand. Did you know that like Joseph had to learn that sometimes God's plan is different than our plans? Did you know that if you sit here today feeling like a shepherd and you feel unworthy and maybe dirty and you feel like God is not pleased with you, you feel unimportant, did you know that God sees you and he loves you right where you are? Think about these shepherds for just a moment because it's incredible if you think about it. They get this, this angelic choir that comes and, and heralds the birth of a king. And it says that they go right from there to the place of his birth. Now, I don't know if you've been around people that work with livestock, but they don't tend to smell great when they've come from work. They probably don't look great because they've been working out in the fields, but they came just as they were, right? They showed up to the birth of this king. They didn't have time to shower. They didn't have time to change their clothes. They didn't have time for any of that, but it was perfectly God's will. And I, I want you to hear that today because what I need you to understand is that God isn't a God that's saying, if you get your stuff together, then I'll accept you. The God that we serve says, you come just as you are because I love you and I see you. I have plans and dreams for you. Did you know that he still wants you? And I really felt like as I was putting these words down this week, I really felt like there's people that are sitting here today and maybe you even come to church on a regular basis, but you really need to hear that. You need to understand that it isn't on you to fix you. When we put our hope and our trust in God, he does the heavy lifting. He sees you and he loves you and he has a plan and a dream and a desire for you. And just like Mary, the angel shows up and says, you are highly favored. And that had to be so confusing to a teenage girl who probably had no idea why would I be highly favored. But God said, if, you will be, if you're obedient, watch what happens. And for many of us, what we need to understand is the only thing that's holding us back, it's not your past, it's not the crud that you've done, it's not your sin and your nonsense, it's just your lack of obedience. And if you'll step into saying, God, I don't know why you would love me, I don't know why you would use me, but I'm gonna trust you. And if you would do that, then all of a sudden God will do exceeding abundant above anything that you could ever ask or hope for because that's the God that we serve. Because I want to let you in on a little secret. You are highly favored by God. He loves you. I'm asking everybody in the room if you'll just close your eyes with me for just a moment. I want to take just a moment this evening and I wanna ask this question because I believe that there are probably many that are sitting in this room or maybe you're watching in, in Star Valley or somewhere else and if you're honest right now, you'd say, you know, Jason, I have felt as though I've done so many dumb things or bad things or wrong things that I don't know how God could ever see me, let alone love me. And I want you to know that that is a lie from the enemy because God loves you right where you are. And he sees you and he has plans and dreams and desires for you.
But what he's waiting for, for is for you to just say yes. And when you do, it opens up opportunity for you in ways that you can't even imagine. So if you're in this place today and you'd be honest with me for just a moment, I'm not gonna make you stand up or anything like that. I just would like to pray with you as we, as we come to near the conclusion of this gathering this evening. If you're here and you'd just be honest and say, Jason, I, I'd like to make my relationship right with God tonight. And I, I, I just am gonna, I wanna pray this prayer with you in just a moment. If there's anybody like that at all, would you do me a favor and just lift up your hand? I see you back there. Thank you. Thank you for being honest. Thank you very much, both of you. Is there anybody else? Yeah, thank you. Take one more moment. Is there anybody else that would just say, Jason, will you remember me in this? Okay, thanks for your honesty. Yeah, thanks, bud. One more moment. Is there anybody else? All right, I see you back there. Thank you. This evening, I want to just take a moment right now, and I want, to, I want to conclude with just or conclude my portion with just saying a prayer. So I'm going to ask everybody in the room, whether you raised your hand or you didn't, I'm going to ask you to just repeat these simple words that we're going to say. But if you mean what you're saying, it means that you're saying, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he came, he was birthed to a virgin, and he died on the cross for my sins. He was raised again in three days, and out of that I can receive the forgiveness of my sins. And it's the most amazing thing that you can do. So if you'll pray this prayer and you'll mean it from your heart, it's gonna, it's gonna bring you onto this place where you say, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. Let's just pray this together. Everybody in the house, dear Jesus, I thank you for your grace, and I praise you for your mercy. Forgive me of my sin, and help me to follow you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you give those a round of applause who raised their hand tonight? I'm gonna ask everybody in the room if you will just stand to your feet and grab the candle that you have. And in just a moment, they're going to come and they're gonna light from the outside and you just will kind of pass the flame in. But while they're doing that, we wanna just listen to the Christmas story as read by my dad. It's part of a tradition here at River of Life Church. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be registered. This census took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went out to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went out from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, in Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth the firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. 
For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be for all the people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning the child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Hey, thanks for listening. River of Life is a ministry in East Missoula, Montana. We exist for one purpose, to make Jesus famous by showing his love to the lost, broken, and hurting. For more information, you can check us out online at rolmt.com. If you've made a decision to follow Jesus today, we'd love to talk to you about what comes next. Shoot us an email at nextstep at rolmt.com. Thanks. Thanks.